this episode of What's Who Some Radio will not have the traditional introduction, guys. Um, this is supposed to have been a real quick podcast, but it ended up being a little bit longer than I wanted it to be. So, therefore, no Aries. But, yeah, shout out to the homie Kier. I went to his place um, the other day to record part three of the Albums of the Decade project. And as we were recording, uh, breaking news came across our phones that Russell Westbrook had been traded to Houston for Chris Paul and some spare parts. So we kind of decided in that moment we would talk for 20 minutes and 20 turned into 40 because we went into um, the trade. We went into his Miami Heat. We went into my Pistons and my Warriors, um, all stuff we cared about. So um, it's a good, it's quality, though. It's actually good basketball talk with somebody I haven't talked basketball with on here before. So y'all can get here two straight pies. Y'all get them today and uh, either Tuesday or Wednesday with his album of the decade. So shout out to the homie. Shout out to Let's Talk, bro. Hope y'all enjoy the show. Coming up next, but first, my brother, Willie Major. Yeah, I'm Detroit's own savior, Detroit's own plug, Detroit's own future, Detroit's own love. I'm Detroit's own. Yeah, I'm Detroit's own. Yeah, and I never asked for my heart back. You can we hear uh shout out. So, Kier, um, this is going to come up first before we... So, part three of uh, oh, Albums of the Decade podcast will be up on Tuesday, but I'm here with Kira Sharmack. Kira Sharmack. Yeah, man. What's happening? Man. Shout out to... Shout out to LTB, let's, let's talk, talk bro. bro. Shout out to my boy Jeremy for the one time. Yeah, uh, we're looking at summer league Sacramento Kings versus the LA Clippers. Um, we, what, well, what, we what's today's date? July 11th. July 11th. I get my free slurpees. I'm so, I'm a little sick. Oh damn, it's free slurpee day. Oh, yeah, it is 7-Eleven. Yeah. Fair. Um, but no, we turned the mics back on real quick because yeah. as we were recording, uh, breaking news that. For some reason, Houston traded for Russell Westbrook. Which, I mean, I heard was a possibility. It's not like it came completely out of left field, but at the same time, it's like... They were like the I'm third team. So as, they were behind the Cleveland Cavaliers, bro. <laughs> like, real talk. Like, the Cleveland Cavaliers well, are about I, to be involved in a three-team trade. I heard us. I heard Pistons. I heard Heat. I heard Spurs. I heard Bulls. I heard Wolves. I heard Rockets, but like you see all the teams I got to before I say Rockets, bro. <laughs> and somehow, for some reason, so like I I don't really have inside information. This is not. I mean, nobody listens to this anyway, so whatever. Right. Um, but so I listen to Simmons, Bill Simmons a lot. Okay, he's cool well, with Daryl. Well, he's like so. God. So my so my scoop of a scoop is that like Daryl was like. Acting real belligerent the last couple, so they they did a live pod with Daryl uh, uh, during summer summer uh, league last weekend, mm-hmm. and he was real belligerent because I guess like he feels a way about. So a number one, he's a fucking liar. I, he said Chris Paul wasn't getting traded. Right. Oh yeah, we knew he's getting traded though. Look at it as they play the. Commercial. Oh, and they playing and they playing the State Farm commercial yeah, with Chris Paul Russell Westbrook. Done. Right now. Enjoy the project. <laughs> that boy got sent to the Night's Watch. Man, that's foul, bro. Well, I mean. I did hear the point that he has played in Oklahoma City before, because uh, the year of Katrina they I had to mean, move to Oklahoma City. But, he was a member of the Hornets. I think. I mean, he about to release him. It's a wrap for this. Yeah. So I mean, we both assuming that he's gonna be a Laker in two weeks. Yeah. What's, over, what's the over under fourteen days? Uh, the over he he's in he's in L A. the twenty fifth of July. The twenty fifth. That's fourteen days. Yeah. He's he's yeah. The twenty, no later than the twenty fifth. This is insane. So, I remember on like the old lives, 
in franchise mode. Mm-hmm. For some reason, like there was just way too much turmoil, and I'd be like, "Man, how did so and so end up on this team? Like that's that's insane." Yeah, and maybe like I, maybe I'm going back too far. Maybe it was even a couple two Ks ago, and like my my player or something like that. I was like, <laughs> "Wait, like they got traded where? Like, yeah, so like what? I feel like we we're in that we're in that Son, uh, universe now. Like as a Miami Heat fan, like here's the thing, and and, and this is speaking to all the free agency for us, right? So. I didn't really expect us to make any moves. Y'all got off a sign. That's a lot of money. Yeah, but, but but here's the thing though. Like when we first started free agency, like I've specifically, I just thought we were just you know gonna build talent or whatever and figure out what acquisitions we we could make at next year's trade deadline, right? But then you you hear reports like. Bill, Bill, Bradley, Bill is not being Wait, traded. Y'all weren't getting Brad, bro. And we were like, "Wait, hold on," but. After that, we get the soft commitment from Jimmy. Like, Jimmy is uh, interested in playing for the Heat. Heat are making a making making offers. Josh is on the table. I'm like, damn, we gonna get rid of Josh. Yeah. Josh is my guy. But then also, um, I didn't think we was gonna get Jimmy. I thought that was dead after Minnesota, who sent him to Philadelphia for Trident layers. <laughs> was asking for the I like world. Bobby Cove. I ain't gonna do that. I like. Bobby I mean, I like Rob. I like, I like Cyrus too. Shout out I to like the West them Side. in context. Yeah, yeah, but they. I mean, come on, man, Jimmy Butler. And but you were asking for everybody and a mama from the Heat, and Pat Riley said fuck you. Allegedly said fuck you to Tom Thibodeau and Glenn Taylor. Hung up the phone and they did the deal with Philly a day later. And I think this is what happened here when Sam Presti asked for Hero, Bam, Adebayo, and Justice, and two other picks, and for us to take on Andre Roberts' contract, who hasn't played in almost two years. Man, and they, they tried to finesse Pat Riley, and he wasn't going. I mean, Pat's not dumb. No, he's not. Pat's not a dumb. He sees writing on the wall. He sees discontent coming before Christmas in Houston. <laughs> he sees that. Of course. And and he and I hate that I'm projecting that onto them, but I mean, I'm cool. Houston, enjoy the projects. It's coming. I already said. I mean, this is my this is the hill I'm dying on because I'm this is the right hill. Kevin Durant is not walking through that door. No, it's not. It's not going to work. It's not happening. He's either he's in Brooklyn for potentially the rest of his career. Um, he's not coming back. You're not resurrecting the 2012 Oklahoma City Thunder. It's not happening. It's over. Call it a night. <laughs> D'Antoni is one of the most horrendous coaches that he's, has. I mean, he's won a lot of games. He, oh yeah, game. people stand by None him. None that matter, but he's won a lot of. He's games. he's the Eli Manning of Not NBA Eli. head coaches. Eli has two titles. <laughs> On who's back? The defense and Mario Manningham. Hey, rings are rings are rings. You know he going into the into the hall. His last name is. Manning. I know. That's a tangent. But that's um. I'm but, sick. Of, I'm sick thinking about that. I'm a, like, I'm, this is really irrelevant. But like the fact <laughs> Eli Manning is going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, bro. Like, come on, bro. The fact that people say that Eli Manning is better than um, Cam Newton. Incredible. It's crazy. It's ridiculous it's because incredible. he is a Super Bowl winning a quarterback. And slightly racist, but continue. Yeah, but um. But yeah, D'Antoni is the Eli Manning of NBA head coaches. Like he gets all this fanfare and all this amazing accolades, Coach of the Year 2015, 
coach of the MVP in 2017, 2018, well, 2018, 2019 mm-hmm. season. Well, no, 2017, 2018 mm-hmm. season in James Harden. Uh, coach of of the seven seconds or less offense that got all the accolades. He's changing the game. He's a trailblazer on the offensive end. He's the one that makes the motor of USA basketball tick. He's the guy that does all this, this, and that, but he can't manage lineups in under two minutes. And because his teams can't stick defense, they rely so heavily on the offensive end that they can go 0 for 25 from three-point range in a playoff game and give it up and act like nothing ever happened because Mike D'Antoni is Teflon. And that shit is fucking crazy that he's about to have Russell Westbrook basically straight up for Chris Paul because these yeah. if ands and maybes in terms of these draft picks are trash because we all know that the uh the draft is deficient now but he essentially traded away these pieces um for essentially nothing it's basically Chris Paul These highlights are incredible. Yeah. I completely forget. I don't mean to throw you off. Oh, no no no, you good? I completely forget they played together sometimes. Look at this. It's basically straight up First first round picks it's, and pick swaps. It's pick swaps. Whatever. That's that's footnote footnoted information. <laughs> like yeah, this, they, did, this, they did footnote the pick swap and and offer this for Chris Paul to be released and to be a Los Angeles Laker for the veteran minimum because at this point, um, people who you trade for, uh, you can't trade them to other teams until uh, December fifteenth, and because uh. They have acquired his rights, essentially. They're going to release him like Atlanta did Mello. They're going to soak up a bulk of that contract. And then um, the Los Angeles Lakers would essentially be playing um, Oklahoma City when they got Mello and just pay him and just pay Chris Paul $3.7 million to be the starting point guard of the Los Angeles Lakers, who might possibly go to the Western Conference Finals. Man, it's crazy to- and you gave it Russell Westbrook for 30 picks that might not even matter. <laughs> we just saw how deficient and top heavy this NBA draft was. Um, I got- am floored that they Houston really traded for Russell Westbrook. Like, so before we turn the microphones on, um, I mean, like you said, it's a straight up trade. And my, uh, my homie Keenan texted me and asked me like, who won the trade. I mean, my stance on it right now, it seems pretty even to me. I don't know. I don't. Who got I, better? Right. I was I was telling you, like, I don't quite know what Russell's supposed to do that Chris Paul wasn't already doing. You know what I'm saying? Taking Matt. I mean, Chris Paul's a better three-point shooter, so boom. Uh, I guess Russ is, like, more athletic, so that's worth how many more points? I'm not quite sure. Uh-huh. I mean, Russ. Russ got assists because he had the ball in his hands all the time. Now he's sharing the guy, sharing the ball with the guy who lit, quite literally dribbles for 17 seconds before he decides what he's gonna do next. And uh, here we are. Try, I, they got to figure out. How to get, like D'Antoni has to come up with an offense, bro. I don't know if I trust it again. For both of them to have the ball in their hands again. Do you trust Eli Manning as the person to? make all the decisions about the offense? Is he truly his brother? And by this, I am using the full extent of this allegory to talk about Mike Dan Phony. Like, are we for real? Enjoy the project. I got a little bit more faith Houston. in him than you do, but I'm I'm of the Fam. opinion that like I don't quite know how they I don't I don't know if any coach could make this work. So that's not even like a Mike Dan Tony thing. 
Since I don't want this to be an indictment on him if he don't make it work because quite honestly, this is just a bad fit of players at this point. It worked once upon a time when they didn't have they were kids without egos and they were also the second and third best players on their team. They have been the best player on their respective team now for a number of years. And now you're asking them to like come together and sacrifice ego for the second team. It probably sounds nice right now. I'm sure they're on the phone to each other now like, oh, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. They probably even got Kevin in the chat like, hey, let's go Thunder Buddies. Woo. But come on now, be real. This is not going to work. It's, it's, it's no chance of working. Now, if we have to reconvene in June and they're holding up the, the Larry O.B. Shout out to Kawhi for the, the terminology. Yeah. If they hold up Larry O.B., and we gotta eat, eat shit, then I I will. But odds of that ha- like in what universe that happening? One out of ten of them. Here's like, here's the craziest shit. People were on Twitter and on every every place I was talking about. Russ and Jimmy wouldn't work. To be honest, Jimmy's actually a person you want on your team. Now, granted, people might talk about his market or is he worth that much. He's really always been a second tier superstar, but or a second tier star, I should say. Excuse me. Um, just being a, a, a an all star who knows his role, knows his job, and can give you a nice scoring output, right? But the thing about Jimmy Butler is he's confident in who he is. He knows his yeah. role on the team. He knows what he needs to do to get the job done, and he's not afraid to work. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook is a person with the alpha dog mentality who takes no fucking prisoners. He will offend people in terms of his bluntness on the court and with his speech, and he doesn't give a fuck about you because he's trying to win the game and take your head off in the process. And he could care less who he appeases on the basketball court because this is his court, right? Him and Jimmy are cut from the same fucking cloth. They just do it in a very different way. So why not pair them up with a coach who knows what he's fucking doing and a two-time uh, two-time head coach of a basketball team, Miami Heatles, right? And an assistant coach on the 2006 uh, championship team who engineered the comeback down 2-0 to Dallas, who was essentially looked at as the favorite to win the uh, NBA championship, right? So we have Eric Spolster in a coach. This will be the first time Russell Westbrook has a coach at his disposal that's a little bit smarter than he is, right? Scotty Brooks, parts and recreations coach. He's a guy who's going to win you the church league MVP oh, three Shut years up, in a row. Scotty, Scotty up, Brooks Scotty. is cool, but he's he's under he's a tier under Doug Collins. <laughs> I'm just going to keep it real. We know Doug Collins to be the guy that can never really get you over the hump. Yeah, maximize true. talent, player coach. He's he's great at drawing up plays, but he can't maximize talent. That That's true. why they brought up Phil Jackson. So think about that in terms of Scotty Brooks being a step under Phil Collins, or Doug Collins, Collins excuse yeah. me. Phil Collins in the air. But No, so, okay, so I'm going to come to it from my perspective is an obligatory Pistons fan who's looking for any reason to like move for <laughs> them full time again. So, um, we've been trying to get our Reggie Jackson's contract for ages. For li- I forgot for y'all literal, had him for dog. literal ages. So he's been unhealthy, and then so I here's my thing with Reggie. I'm just gonna go ahead and go on my Reggie Jackson rant that I've been, <laughs> I've been saving up forever, bro. I can never tell if he likes playing basketball, bro. <laughs> he never smiles. <laughs> He never smiles. Like, it's the weirdest shit, bro. Like, I quite literally watch his body language on the court. Because I'm like, 
And he seems to get along with everybody. Like the guys seem to like him. Mm-hmm. He's always with Andre. Like there was a picture of him at the game with Andre at summer league yesterday with Andre, and I was kind of like, man, get, get your ass on the plane yeah. to fucking Houston, like, Oklahoma. <laughs> get out of here. Um, wow. But yeah, like I can never quite tell like if he likes playing basketball, and so his inconsistency mixed with that kind of makes me wonder. Like man, I don't want I don't want my point guard to not want to be here. You feel me? Like right. That's a made, that's a kind of important thing to me is like I want the guy who always has the ball to like want to have the ball in his hand. Right. So, whatever. And I mean, he reached, like he got what he wanted when he got traded from Oklahoma City to us, right? Like he got mm-hmm. to be the starting point guard for a team. He seemed to be happy with the situation. So, with me watching his body language, it's kind of like I could. That's what's always fucking with me. I'm like I could. I'm probably wrong because. Again, you seem to get along well with everybody else, but it just does not seem like you want to be here very much. Bro. So, at, between the inconsistency, his seeming unhappiness, the contract, he had, I, we can get, we can upgrade somewhere, anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. um, we, we can't figure out if Chris Paul's upgrade over uh Russell Westbrook. I can say. Russell Westbrook would have been an upgrade over a, de- a definite upgrade. A definite and, upgrade. And to be honest, y'all made the playoffs because surprisingly injury prone Blake Griffin, who I knew this was going to happen, but I didn't expect him to put the team on the back and carry y'all Man, to the playoffs. Yeah, that's the thing, bro. We have 2.75 players. Hopefully, Luke becomes a full player this year. But yeah. the problem is. Our second best player really doesn't have an offensive game. And you talking about Dre, uh, yeah, Drummond? Dre. And, yeah. I like, and I like Dre. Niggas want to ship Dre out of town. I, it's, it's I, thought Dre, I thought Andre Drummond is pretty cool. I just think he needs to develop his, his offensive. No, I agree his, with that. His, his footwork. But also, man, he has to. He has to learn but how he, to lock folks down, bro. You 16. Yeah, but he's 16 We're boards body. a night. He's 16 boards a night. He I, is, you, bro. You can't replace 16 boards a night. So, I mean, I'm assuming – the the defensive numbers is like mediocre as they are. I'm assuming that like he, they can get better, and he's not gonna not be 16 boards a night until he's like 31. Fair. So I'm cool. So it's kind of like I'm not trying to go to a center who sucks. So keep Dre around. Back to back to Reggie. I'm not done with Reggie. Um, <laughs> I'm so I'm just kind of the opinion, bro. Like so. Seeing Russell as an improvement is like, I mean, obvious and semi clear. Yeah. But I guess to like hammer home the point, if I if my starting if my if my four best players are Russell Westbrook, Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond, Luke Kennard, and all I need is one more shooter, and I got Derrick Rose coming off the bench. I don't even know who else is coming off our bench, but if that's my top six, you shaking a p, you shaking a few people up. You you shaking? You know what I'm saying? Like we was talking before. We was talking before, uh, before we even recorded the first part about how like yeah. winning the title is not the objective for like I just want a competitive basketball team, man. Mm-hmm. Like I never felt like so last year. Every time the Pistons were going on a winning streak, I always felt like it was fool's gold. I was like, man, why are y'all even doing this? Mm-hmm. Six game winning streak for for the fuck what? And then we would get up to the six seed, and at the most inopportune time, lose six in a row. It's like yeah. So when we were about to miss the playoffs, I was like, "Can we just get a lottery pick so we can get Cam Reddish, please?" Like, I'm not trying to go to the playoffs to get to get swept by Giannis. Yeah. And then what happened? We got swept by Giannis for what two home playoff games? Like, I guess like so people kept telling me that like people were at the games and the excitement was high. And we felt like we could win. We were never winning either of those games. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like folks should have started writing. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe I'm just too pessimistic. Maybe I'm too cynical. Yeah. Maybe I like care too much. But it's like, man, man. I just uh, want the Pistons to like become competitive again. We're not competitive right now. Fair. We're like the AC in the East is not competitive. Fair. That's fodder for Giannis. That's what it is. Like that's fair. So if we not as if I mean in the sixth seed was me being like uh, gracious with it last year, but I was when we were one because at a point we were the sixth seed, and I was like. If we maintain this, this is a satisfied season. I'll mm-hmm. be happy. This means we won 45 games. Right. But if AC means we were, were 500 or below, I, no, I'm not taking pride in that. No. I have a, like, uh, you know, Veronica. Veronica is such mm-hmm. a masochist. Her team wins 50 games. And I'm like, if you don't shut up. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not going to lie, though. I, I Philly ain't who we think they are. They not, but they competitive. Yeah, I'm fair. Yeah, they're fair. Right now, here's the thing. I was telling my mentor this earlier. I was like, the NBA is much better when the Miami Heat are putting fear in people's hearts, and not fear people's hearts to like. Oh, I mean, of course you feel that way. I feel that way about the Pistons. I mean, you need to restore balance. Like I'm gonna be honest. Nobody wants to see Cleveland in the playoffs ever again. Sorry, these Cleveland fans. I mean, it was cool because it was a LeBron town. Yeah, but it's quiet for that. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see Charlotte Hornets. I'm sorry. Gone are the days of Grandmama, dog. <laughs> gone, gone are those days of Muggsy oh, Bugs. Man, chill on LJ. And I went to uh, elementary school with his son. That's okay. cool. I stopped being an LJ fan. After he threw the dagger, the four-point play dagger. Hey, that was sick, bro. Uh, foul, that was foul, one bro. of the greatest threes foul. I've ever seen in my life. Foul, bro. But anyway. And he threw up the L. <sighs> foul. That's, Crazy. Yeah, but the Miami Heat, man. What What's next for us? Um, I think. <laughs> what's next for us? Uh, I think. You what, play for the team? You on payroll? Yeah, nah, yeah man. I'm, on, I'm in the front office with um Andy Ellisberg and uh. I'm assistant Shane Battier actually is. Uh, he, I'm his assistant because he's the assistant GM. So, yeah, you know, so you you the you the assistant. To no, assistant. yeah, man, it's insider. Um, I think what's gonna end up happening is um, Pat Riley, he's gonna try to make one more move on his way out to retirement. I think he's gonna wait for 2021. I think Pat won a, one more title. Bro. I do. I I think he does too. But I don't see no path to it. I don't see it right now. However. I do think when it's his time, uh, when he when he brings us, whether it's C.J. McCollum or or he brings us, um, um, C.J. Yeah, C.J. I wanted Boogie this year. It's crazy, but whatever. I get it. Taking a quick break to tell y'all about Smitty B. Lift and personal training. So, the homie Chris Smith has been on my social media timelines for literally year. I want to say dating back to. When we first graduated from high school, at least, uh, giving free game on fitness and workouts. And he's turned that into a formal business, the aforementioned Smitty B. Lifting Personal Training. Um, so he's still on IG giving that free game. So go follow him there at Smitty B. Lifting. But hire my mans too, specifically if you're in the city of Detroit. But um, he has plans that you can take up wherever you are in the country, even in the world. Um, summer's technically not over yet, so there's still some hope for that summer body. Get it right, get it tight. Uh, single sessions of 40. But three sessions are 80, and those come with a complimentary four-week program. He also offers six-week and eight-week personalized workout programs for those among us who like to work out but um, really don't know what to do when we get to the gym and need some structure. So um, there's, those are specifically tailored to each of our uh, goals and limitations. The six-week program is $20, and the eight-week program is $40. Um, so, yeah, I know I just threw a lot of numbers y'all away. So go to Chris's Instagram to learn more. 
That's at Smitty B Lifting. Just lifting, no G. And get your fitness in order today. Again, that's Smitty B Lifting. One more time, at Smitty B Lifting. Proud of you, bro. Uh, keep it going. All right, back to the show. So, real quick, because yeah. you brought Boogie up, and mm-hmm. I want to do this before I forget. Yeah. I, I, I threaded something the other day that I kind of mm-hmm. want, I'm proud of, because I think I'm right. I think Boogie's going to average like 19 and 9 this year. Yep, bro. and I think he's going to get a nice three year, $70 million deal next year. Like, I feel I like. Really, I really see it. I feel like niggas just want Boogie to be watched, and so they trying no. to just like wish it. People, and I'm like, people forget. He had bad games. People forget. This man was literally the best big man in the league. And people. He was throwing up triple doubles son, in New Orleans, bro. I was son, like, what is happening? Son. And even before that, Sacramento. No, like, Sacramento, he was nice. Like, but for some reason, him yeah. and – But they weren't winning no games. It was no, weird. they weren't. Like, him and, him and Brow was putting up numbers, yeah. and they were still losing. I'm yeah. like, what is happening? And and I, th- I thought with him on the team and him being just a little bit better than Anthony Davis in those particular moments, um, I thought that he was – I thought that he was – he he was the best in the league. Him him at one, and then um, Anthony Davis at two. Mm-hmm. But now they trying to king make Joel and B like he plays more than forty five games. I'm not, a season. You, I'm not gonna let you slander Joe. Bro, he played sixty six this bro, year. Bro, he played sixty six for the first time, and his back was half broken. Was, and then for some reason, Joe is fat. Like, I don't he is quite fat. Get it. Yeah, he's I fat. I don't quite understand how he's he got fat. so fat. And then on top of that, his his footwork, man, he can't make a post move. Going to the left but, to save bro, his he life. Bro, he's averaging thirty with trash. Like he's bro. so he's so preternaturally it's, gifted. It's amazing. He it, just learned how to play. It feels like a it feels like an empty thirty, son. I'm sorry. He bro, bro. He just learned how to play. He only go get better. You All can right. guarantee that. Let's hope. Or we're we're gonna fuck around and see a Cameroonian Bill Walton. Career. And we're going to be sitting up here talking all this shit about well, I mean, Bill, Bill Walton's one of the 50 greatest players and all this other shit, but he couldn't play more than 10 games a season. Well, I mean, I think part of it for Joe this year, too, was one was ego. He wanted to prove he wasn't fragile. Two, I'm sure he had a lot of, like, stipulations in his contract that he had to meet, like, mm-hmm. minutes. And I games, get it. You need a third-year player and all that. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, three, he came out the gate crazy. And it, it looked not insane to say he could might win MVP. Yeah, he had two medical red shirt years, man. I get it. But here's the thing. I don't think that's going to hold up, man. Man. Cause you, cause, gonna, because you now, you got, now you have to hope that Ben Simmons has a jump shot. But that's neither here nor there. But, they, I hope Veronica don't listen to this. It's I'm cool. Sorry. She'll be all right. I believe in Joe, man. Look, here's the thing. It's so, good. I mean, again, a scoop of a scoop. I listen to too much Simmons, but whatever. He said, so there's speculation, I guess, or like, Rumors, news, whatever that they kind of have. Well, Simmons and he have the like run of the place essentially, and they don't really have anybody like putting them in check. And so that's kind of what turned um, Jimmy off actually a little bit was mm-hmm. that like nobody was holding him accountable. Yep. And so he didn't want to be part of an organization that was just gonna let like those two guys do whatever they wanted to do. Yep. This this will be the last year of their Good Euro. Of, my lord, he almost Gee, he tore killed his me. knee. Yeah, um but yeah, this will be the last year they they are um between one and three in the East. Uh what they should have did instead of promising a king's ransom to Ben Man, Simmons. Man, why are they paying Ben money when they don't know if he can shoot a jumper? Bro, yet? is he about to make one eighty and he has no inclination to develop a jump shot or a floater. Because like, he's making 180. What you should do is you should trade him straight up for Kyle Lowry. 
and then you should leverage Ooh, and you God. should yeah. Sorry, and yo. you should leverage um Joel and B. This, but so y'all just hear me ogle this that was Man, you better edit this dude. That was nasty. <laughs> um but yeah, and they should leverage Joel and B for pieces to go around to compliment Ooh, that um, was. to okay. compliment um Josh, Tobias, and um and I feel whoever like this is they perfect bring for Josh, oddly enough. Like, yeah, I feel is. like he was also, he's, he's gonna be an all-star this year. I don't I shout out to the Miami Heat culture. But no, here's the thing is like I feel like I mean, I know you like Josh. I felt like he was miscast as the best as like the number one offensive option on the team. Like you're not winning the option, you're not winning the title with that. So Oh, you're talking about on Miami or Philly? Yeah, I mean, in my like just generally speaking, like I felt like a lot of so at the beginning of the last two seasons, I would say definitely this season. Mm-hmm. I would. I was hearing that like Miami was going to be relying a lot on Josh on offense. Yeah, because like, he was the only thing on the team that yeah. could really. I'm not trusting Dragons. I'm not trusting Deion Waiters. I mean, y'all had y'all had Wade baby back. You know. Yeah, but he he was you know he decided to take the bench role. He wanted Josh to step up. That was part of the big reason why he did that. Um, but also, I think. I think his I think as a, I think he's gonna make strides to be an all star this year. And I think this is gonna be his breakout season where folks are like, Who the fuck is Josh Richardson? Oh shit, this dude's amazing. Like I feel like he's gonna make that uh, step. Yeah, I don't but, I'm thinking of guards in the but, east and he's I don't I don't trust Brett either. Brown, dog. Niggas be hating on Brett too. I don't dis I don't get it. I guess there's it, reason to distrust Brett Brown. But. It's certain adjustments that he's not able to make and he struggles in situational basketball. I think he can make certain uh, plays and or or draw up certain plays to run either in the open court or even in certain half court sets. But when the game is tight and you're under four, you're under three to go. The situational basketball IQ is hot trash, and he's relying too much on his point guard who Ooh. can't shoot, and that's leaving him in. Sticky positions is why you saw Jimmy kind of take the reins in the playoffs because Tobias was kind of fading as a second option. Joel and B was either in foul trouble or hurt or unconditioned. How much, how much of that is Brett's fault? That's that's I think that's Joel I think being coaching. Fat. That's, well, I mean, but I think coaching has a big big deal to do with that. I ain't saying it's like zero percent. I just wonder if we giving it. A overwhelming majority of percent when it don't deserve that. You Maybe, know but we'll see this year. He's got his team now, and he's got the pieces. So we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um. Where we at? We at thirty. We can wrap up in a second. Okay. I mean, real quick. You, I, I, I kind of brought up Wade. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm kind of curious to see if the banana boat still happens now that Chris Paul is clearly going to the Lakers. Yeah, because nah, they got, they got. I mean, I well, don't know Miami's also a possibility, for. but um, I, I don't. But Chris Paul to Miami? Yeah, it's a possibility. Do, do you want Chris no, Paul? No, I don't. I don't. Honestly, I don't. I, I'd rather, I rather ride, ride with Justice as my starting point guard. For this season, I mean, Jimmy gonna have a ball in his hands most of the time. I mean, right? yeah, right. I mean that's fine, but I think the way in which we run our offense is a little bit more fluid. And towards the end of the season, um, Winslow and Bam were really making strides, bro. No, Bam is nice. Yeah, I bro, really like I'm, Bam. I'm excited for Bam. I'm excited for this year. I wish we would have got Demarcus Cousins. I wish we would have led more with Demarcus Cousins, but I think he was waiting on that Kawhi news, and I believe that. AD was in his ear. Yeah. So, 
before we, before Pat Riley made the call. Man, they five about to be tough. We gonna see, man. We gonna see what Frank Vogel got, bro. But I'm saying just the idea like CP, Danny Green, Brian, AD, Cuz, Cool's first man off the bench. You think? Oh, you think? Um, you think Demarcus gonna start? Yeah. I thought he's gonna um help run the second option, the second unit with Kuzma. No, I was I would start him. I think he's gonna be fine. I think he I think he'll be healthy and ready to go. I do season. I do too because he he looks he uh, I saw a picture of him today. I think he's looks like he's uh he's lost a little bit of weight from the finals, yeah. and I think he's might he might be working out with yeah. AD and LeBron. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I he'll, he'll be fine. And I, I man, I wish we would have made a hard run in him. I didn't even think I thought he was gonna get a one year, ten million dollar deal. I didn't think it was gonna be another veteran minimum. A minimum. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think that. I didn't see that. For I am devastated for my dog. I want us to bring him back but, simply because he came that cheap. But he, yeah. I so, uh, Warrior sign Willie Cauley Stein, which I like. I like all. I like our off season, bro. Like, if it, I, if it don't I, I, I wanted well, Willie Cauley Stein just as a bench piece, just as a uh, as a kind of move to kind of anchor our defense. Yeah, I wanted that. No, I think he gonna be our if we didn't center. get the if we didn't, if we hadn't got Demarcus. I think he gonna be our starting center. We gonna keep Looney coming off the bench, which is perfectly fine. Our starting center is Drummond. I'm talking about Warriors. Oh, Warriors, Warriors, yeah. Warriors. My bad. Um, yeah, and then Steph D'Lo. Oh, you don't want Kavon starting or no? I th- I like Kavon as the sixth man. It's like it's a perfect role for him. Oh, okay. He 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 fit with that lineup specifically with Kevin. I don't really know what we do without Kevin. I so, think D'Lo is gonna be a nice addition. No, he's he's gonna be fine. Like people are saying, like play six seven. He can't play small forward. Like people are so stupid. Yeah, because people don't play basketball. Though. We we understand dynamic twos and threes and how this can work. But the thing about it is, um, they're talking about him as a rental, but for what? Like, like what's, what, like what's the alternative? What was, yeah, I did, I think moving, I think moving him into the starting lineup really exploits uh, some of the plays that they ran for Stephen Monta when he was there, mm-hmm. and then also I think it plays on. Shout out to Monte, bro. Monte yeah, trying bro. to get back in the league. I know, I saw that. I saw that. Him and Murray. Yeah. Um, or some of the plays that they used to run with him, Clay, and Harrison Barnes. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Is those so plays. I, I will we'll see, and I think they're going to install some shit that they had in Brooklyn with um Dinwiddie, Lavert, and 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 D'Lo, but. Steve gonna have to coach. I'm looking. Yeah, he's gonna have to coach to this it. year, bro. I'm looking he's, and to it. and they're gonna load manage Steph and Draymond, so they yeah. they needed that. I was telling you, it just hit me the day that Kevin really left. Like, yeah, bro, he cat man. <laughs> I don't know what to believe about him no more. I'm a, I'm gonna leave it at bro, that. I just don't that know man literally no told that man to his face that I'm not leaving. And sixty seventy two hours later, that nigga was in a fucking photo with uh, Bob Myers. Draymond Green and Clay Thompson, and he didn't even tell his agent. Russ's agent had to tell Russ that KD was leaving. You know how foul that is. That's like me being invited to your wedding and you asking me to be a groomsman or your best man and to do all this shit, do all the wild and crazy shit, like plan everything, go through the motions, and then the like day of the wedding, the day strong. of the wedding, dog. <laughs> This best man. I'm on I'm on Instagram 
at somebody else's wedding, being somebody else's <laughs> best man. <laughs> Foul, bro. I've left you in a wind. Like I've done everything. Like that's best man three. What my man? What my man? Uh, Stephen A. said, "This is the equivalent of being tortured, kidnapped, <laughs> and they let you out when you're no use of anyway." Oh shit! Shout out to Stephen and A. Shout, and shout and Sean Farnham. Wild. Yeah, man, but crazy. But yeah, that that's the equivalent of that. You gotta make it. You gotta make it. Let's go. He made it. The Sacramento Clippers playing the summer league right now. I love basketball, man. They're playing, but I haven't had time to watch the summer league. This is the time I'm watching over here. Crazy enough. Basketball been taking off people's taking people's headlines from like November to like now. Man, it's a twelve. It's a twelve month a year sport, bro. Bro, I love it. It's, I love I'm, it. I'm I'm so happy we got to this point. It's amazing. I'll be hearing. We, we and, wrap up. and yeah, and I'm watching WNBA too. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. Shout out to the Aces. I I build and beer. I, I um, it's incredible. I'll be hearing stories about how unpopular basketball was in the '80s. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Like, bro, all I ever wanted to do. I remember, like, Michael Jordan was all I ever wanted to be from like the age of three. Fair. You know what I'm saying? It's like people really saw that sport and was like, this is stupid. I w- I'd rather watch like a game where people hit each other. Or like, so boring or this is all they is do. What is boring about basketball? Fam, basketball is like, po- poetry bro, in motion, bro, like literally. In the, in the 70s and 80s, the two most popular sports were baseball and football. Where there is like nothing but time. Like basketball is all, like you said, poetry and motion. There's always motion. Bro. There's literally yep. always motion. And y'all would much rather watch a sport where like a guy throws a ball at another guy. And if he's probably not going to hit it, because in that sport, if you succeed, uh, what, 33% of the time, you are a legend. Yeah. You succeed. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, the batting average is. Yeah, yeah, you succeed 25% of the time. Yeah. You might get a big check if you hit it hard. Like, this is crazy. But, dog, it's. Like NBA, man, like, and not just NBA, basketball, period. Like, basketball is not only poetry in motion, but as former players, as former basketball players, right, you, as an opponent or even as a person facing somebody, you can tell everything about that particular person by how they play basketball. Like, whether it's how they move on the court, what they do on the court, what their position is, and even the way in which they play the game. Like, you can literally tell who they are. And I think that's one of the most important things about basketball that people miss. Yeah. And it makes it fun. It makes it fun to watch. That's why we root for players more than teams. And sometimes that's why we, why we root for team identities more so than actual players. Mm-hmm. Because if your team has a set identity, like, particularly – particularly the Miami Heat, like you like that rumble and tumble, rough and rugged, draw blood when you see it, come for somebody neck, defensive type Miami Heat squad that can put a little fear in people's heart. Like, that's what I love about them, and that's what I love about basketball is you can figure out the very nuances and authenticities of somebody without even knowing that person's name. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. That's beautifully put. <laughs> The reason why I love Steph Curry so much, like it's some, it's incredible to me how like he his shot, not even just his shot, but like how he gets how he gets to it. Not even that, it's just that he takes them. You know what I mean? Like growing up, bro. Like so, I mean, my basketball story is weird. I don't want to like go into like 
whatever. Mm-hmm. But all I ever want to do is shoot threes. You know what I'm saying? And because I was a tall kid, all my coaches was like, no, you have to be in the paint. You have to like, yep. so, and then at, at, at on top of that, my form was strange, but it's because as a little boy, I was trying to figure out how to shoot three pointers. Mm-hmm. So my form never changed. And I was like, but I'm making them. I don't quite understand why like an ugly form matters, but it really mattered to my coaches. And they was like, because it looks unesthetically pleasing. We don't want you shooting. Them. Right. It's like, okay. So I don't know. It's just, I, I find it incredible that like he has the freedom to shoot them and then makes them on top of that. It's like, Man. that's all I ever wanted to do on the basketball court was take a lot of threes <laughs> and make them. So a, a, a freedom, a freedom to be you yeah. on the basketball court. Man. Yeah. And that's why basketball is beloved. So, All right. Yeah, man. Shout out to the Miami out. Heat. Shout out to Let's Talk, bro. Shout, Shout out to Let's Susan. Shout out to Let's Susan. We'll be back. Uh, you'll hear his voice again on Tuesday uh, for part three of the album of the I'm Detroit Zone. I'm Detroit Zone, blessed and it owns my love And everything I am is what Detroit once was I'm Detroit Zone